Hey, entrepreneurs, this is Marcia Reiner with um, Profit with a Plan podcast. And boy, do I have a treat for you today. I have Donna Dayub here with me, and we're going to talk about the hacks that business owners and CEOs need to have so they can add more time to their day, right? So listen in, and you're going to love it. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that helps you share ideas to do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner, known as a profit booster and a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a super powerful training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. And this is where I show you how you can get a huge 45% boost in net profit in just 30 days, simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check it out at 30dayprofitbooster.com for more information. All right. I'm excited to have my guest on with me today. Donna Dave is a certified director of operations and a business growth strategist who works with established online service-based business owners who are ready to make a bigger impact to maximize their profit by leveraging their time, talent, and tactics Donna helps business owners to go from solopreneur to confident CEO without sacrificing their life, health, or relationships. Welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast, Donna. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Marcia. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, I ask everybody just to kind of get a little bit of feeling of who you are and, and how you got into this place, but how did you get into operations management and helping CEOs? Yeah. Well, you know, like most of us, my journey to entrepreneurship was long and curvy, not straight <laughs> and narrow. <laughs> um, so I originally started in the online space as project manager. So I would come into businesses just to help them manage a certain project. And while I enjoyed that type of work, I've always been a planner, always like mapping things out, um, like thinking it on my feet. But I found I wanted to dive into businesses further. There was so much going on with the CEO, with their team and with their operations that I wasn't a part of. And so I really wanted to dive a little bit further and work deeper with my, with my clients that way. So I moved nice. more into operations and um, from there, really my love is data, to be honest with you, I'm a data nerd. We all have, we all have our hidden, hidden things, right? Yes. Okay. So data, huh? Tell me more. Well, I love to help clients look at their metrics, not in a complicated way, and be able to make informed, educated decisions for their business based on what that data shows. Because over time, I found so many of my clients will come to me and say, oh, I don't know what I should do about this, or I'm not sure about Susie Q, if she's right for our team, or I'm not sure about this. And 
me being wanting to be objective, I'd always say, what does the data show? Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go look at it, right? Because for me, it's so hard to make an objective decision if we're not looking at those numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's not just revenue. It might be something about, you know, how people are getting into your business, how people are finding you in this world, how the CEO is using their time and their stress level. Um, lots of different areas in which we can look at the numbers and really make strategic decisions from there. Oh, that's great. So, um, you know, most most um, people you talk to when you talk about, you know, uh, productivity and managing your time, they're 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 about, oh, the calendar, right? Oh, the um, what are you doing during your day that makes more more, you know, efficient and effective. But then you're going into the data, you're going into the numbers. Okay. And so this is going to be a really great conversation. I can tell already just to be able to dig into those and improve that because, Numbers don't lie. Exactly. 100%. And many CEOs don't know how to look at that. So let's um let's talk a little bit about that. I know that um I know that there are many habits that we all do. Um, and I know that there's ways that we can improve our habits along the way. So give us some ideas of, of what business owners can do to grow their business and their revenue um and, and manage that time space. Yes. So, I mean, the truth of the matter is we all have the same 24 hours in a day. This is obvious, right? We can't make more. <laughs> no, we cannot make more. <laughs> and we need to figure s- it out yet. <laughs> and we need to sleep, right? And we need to sleep, right? And we need time for play and time for joy, right? Not that our business doesn't bring us joy, but we need time for joyful things outside of our business. Okay. And so really it's about how we use the time that we have that really matters. And so there's a a quote by James Clear that I have up front and center for me. And he says, the myth is that there isn't enough time. There is plenty of time. There isn't enough focus with the time you have. And you Mm. win by directing your attention towards better things. Mm. So just a reminder that as CEO of our business, we have to be wearing that CEO hat. And that means we have to be thinking and acting like a CEO in our day-to-day activities and what we're doing with our time. And so getting stuck in the weeds and putting up one fire after another fire and following everyone else's demands doesn't let us wear that CEO hat. Um, And so I like to challenge CEOs to be able to take a step back and sort of look at that bird's eye vision of your business and have that time when you're working on your business, not just in it. Oh, well said. Really, really juicy points in there. Okay. So in theory, that makes fantastic sense that we should be focusing on the things that we need to focus on, right? And delegating and doing all the stuff that the CEO should wear as a leader. That's really good theory and really hard to implement. So how does a CEO in today's economy, and many of us after after COVID have kind of trim the sales a little bit and shrunk down and they're doing they're they're trying to maximize the 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 effort with with smaller number of people. So how does the CEO do that? Yeah, good point, Marcia. So first up is to incorporate what I call a CEO power hour into their week, which is really a CEO date with yourself. So if you think about the big businesses, they've got board of directors, they've got VPs, and those VPs are reporting to the CEO, the sales department, the marketing department, you know, all the different departments. But in your smaller business, you're going to have to look at those things yourself as CEO. And so it's really having a dedicating time once a week, the same time every week, 
doesn't have to be a Monday morning, can be a Sunday, can be a Friday afternoon, whatever works for your schedule. But the same recurring time in your calendar every week, that's non-negotiable, meaning mm. you don't put anything else on top of there unless, you know, there's an emergency in your family or something, right? Right. Um, and so you take that dedicated hour to really review and reflect in what's happening in your business, reviewing some metrics, making some decisions, deciding what your top three priorities are going to be for you as CEO this week, communicating things to your team or to your family, depending on what's happening for you that week. And then last but not least, including some self-care and some support because we're all good at giving to everybody else and usually giving to ourselves ends up at the back of the list. So, you know, whether it can be a small thing, including time in your calendar for that daily exercise, making sure you're drinking mm. your water, booking that massage that you've wanted to do for two months, right? <laughs> How um, did you know? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and so it's really just having that dedicated hour to take a step back, review what's happening in your business, make some strategic decisions and know where you're going. So when you have certain targets and goals, you can measure where am I compared to those. You're not waiting six months or a year and then realizing, oh, Oops. well, I wanted that, but I'm way over here instead, right? Yeah. Or the other way around, it's time to celebrate because you surpassed your goal and you mm. didn't even know it. No, that's great. That's great. I love the idea that you know it's it's every week. Because many folks, many business owners, you know, like you said, they get in the weeds, they're putting out fires, they're chasing customers, they're doing the things that they normally do. Um, and they don't take that time to look at their business to say, am I moving still in the right direction? Is this thing I'm doing or I'm buying or I'm, I'm you know, involved in, is it moving me in the direction that I need to go in? And I think that that's super important to do on a consistent, regular basis. And if we can do it weekly, fantastic, because then... If you veer off, you only veer off for a few days and you can pull yourself back in and allow that correction. Great job. All right. 100%. Okay. So I've got that in my calendar now. Yes. (laughs) For those who are visionary CEOs, this really helps as well because a lot of visionary CEOs want to chase the next brilliant idea. And some of the ideas are brilliant. I'm not getting, you know, I'm not saying they're not, but we can't do them all at the same time. Right. And so really knowing, okay, this is my goal right now and keeping me focused in my lane saying, yeah, that might be a great idea, but I'm going to have to put that in the idea parking lot because right now I'm focused on this. So having that dedicated time really helps with that as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So we've got that on our calendar, dedicated time once a week, non-negotiable on a time slot of your choice. Now, you know, it could even be on a on a Tuesday night with a glass of wine. It doesn't have to be, you know, right dead center lunchtime on, you know, whatever day that you're busy. So yes. I love it. Okay. Yes. It's on my calendar. Now what Good. else do I do? Now, what we're going to look at next is what I call growth tasks versus maintenance tasks. So if we think for a minute of all the things that need to be done in our business and we make a list, piece of paper, Google Doc, doesn't matter, but make a list of all the different tasks that need to be done in our business. We can put those in two different buckets, maintenance and growth. Mm. So maintenance tasks are things that reoccur. They need to be done in the business. But my question is, do they need to be done by the CEO? Many times not. 
right? right? So admin tasks, changing something on a website, setting up some emails in the email service provider, um, you know, adjusting this, customer service replies, posting things on social media. Those things can be done by someone or sometimes automated depending on your situation, what tools you're using. And I'm not saying go ahead and totally delegate everything and automate your whole business. No, you need to have a person behind there, right? Because people are buying you and what you have to offer. But you can certainly delegate and peel back the layers of the onion so that you are not doing all of the tasks. Hmm. And then that gives you time to focus on those growth tasks. Those are things like your partnerships, networking, doing webinars, setting up, you know, one-to-many sales times, doing sales calls, those things that are higher level CEO tasks that are really bringing you the return on investment. You can't delegate that to an admin or to someone on your team. That has to be done by you, right? But in order for you to have time in your week to focus on those maintenance, growth tasks, sorry, you need to do something with some of the maintenance tasks. I love it. I love it. And, um, that can be done in today's um, marketplace or, or employee space with, with virtual people that you don't need to have on a payroll where you're paying taxes and unemployment and all that kind of stuff. That could be done by a contractor or even you know uh, a, a virtual assistant that you know takes a little bit of runway, but once you get them up and running, they can take a lot more off your plate at a fraction of the cost of your hourly rate, right? Yes, 100%. And you can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to start small. Maybe you're a solopreneur right now and you're like, "Mm, I'm a little nervous about bringing someone in. Start with five hours a week, Mm. right? If you had five hours a week, what could you do with that time? And here's the trick, CEOs, is that you then need to be intentional about that time you get back, right? Mm. If If we delegate those five hours and then you know, we waste those five hours, then we didn't help ourselves. So we do have to be intentional what after we delegate, but you may even find that the person you delegate it to is better suited to do that task than you are in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's something that just caught me. So you said we can't make more time, right? But we can make more time if we're taking our time that we would normally be doing that on and giving it to somebody else. Now there's two people working during those five hours. So I just added five hours onto my um, onto my schedule without or onto my day. Right. So I did yes. multiply my hours. Ooh, Fair enough. Yes. Right. <laughs> Thinking outside the box here. However, yes. however it works. Yes. Right. And then. The third habit that um, I encourage CEOs to implement is what I call a CEO score. Mm. And this is really helping you look at how am I spending my week versus in maintenance versus growth tasks. And so um, we'll go into it in the, in the um, handout that I have for everyone, but it really goes through and says, okay, if I'm spending time in growth level, that's going to give me a higher dollar amount than if I'm spending time in maintenance. And that helps us to ensure that we've got time each week and keep track of each week. Do I have dedicated time to growth level tasks and make sure that I'm putting those on my calendar? That's great. Okay. I like that because then, um, then we're rating ourselves as to how efficient and effective we are versus just reacting. Yes, exactly. And we may think in our heads like, Oh, yes, yes, I want to have growth level tasks. But you know what happens? You turn on your computer Monday morning, you go into your email, 
there's already a long list of things and to-dos that people want from you. Someone's beeping on your phone and Slack for your team. You go to the DMs, there's things going on there. Next thing you know, it's 2 or 3 p.m. in your day. You oh haven't accomplished gosh. a thing you wanted to do, but you responded right. to everyone else's demands. Ooh, that's right? powerful, right? You know, owning your time yourself on the things that are important. And I know that there are many gurus out there that say you knock off the three things that you need to get done first in the day before you open the email, before you open the DM. Um, but, you know, I think that with uh, with with having a con- with having the opportunity of controlling your own schedule and your own time, that really allows you to get that done. I mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Mm. And then that moves into the next habit, which is what I call the scheduling ninja. Oh, okay. That's our calendar. Um, And so you can have this scheduling ninja working for you or against you. (laughs) If you're like me, when I started my business, I definitely had my ninja working against me. I was basically wide open from nine to seven, eight, nine p.m., whatever time, could meet anybody at any time for anything, right? Right. And a lot of people are like that when they first start their business, because the truth is you want to get clients in the door. You want to start making some revenue. Right. But we quickly have to be able to schedule that calendar so it works for us, not against Mm. us. And so what I suggest here is that you take a blank calendar, can be a blank Google calendar or paper, doesn't matter, and start blocking off spots that matter to you. So I like to put life spots in there first because I believe in a life first business. Mm. Um, And so if you have time in the morning where you like to do a morning routine or you get the kids off to school or you do your exercise or whatever that is, block that time off right away. So it's clear every day. That's my time. No other meetings or things are going to go in that time. Maybe you have a lunch date that you meet with someone once a week put that in there, or you have a special family dinner, or, you know, you have a pickup of kids from school, whatever it looks like for you, block off those times that are important for you in your day. I like it. And then after that, we go and put in the times when our business is going to be open. Mm. Now, this may seem kind of funny if you're running an online business, it's like, well, I don't really have a store that people come into. But if you think about a brick and mortar store, they have hours when they're open. If the store is closed, doesn't matter how much you want that thing, you can't go and get it. Mm. And so do the same with your online business. Have set hours when you are open, when your team and your clients know you are available and they can reach out to you and find you. And you have set times when you are closed. You may choose to do some background work in your business if that's your choice on those closed hours. But you can close your laptop and know I'm done for the day. Your team and your clients know, I can't reach her. It'll have to wait till tomorrow. I like that because, you know, even if you are not delivering products and services online, but you're working in an environment, right? You've got to shut down every once in a while so that you can build that family life and have that balance, right? I know that uh, none of us business owners jumped out of, you know, corporate life or whatever we were doing before to start a company where the company ran us, right? Mm-hmm. And we we're working cuz I mean, we all do it. You know, we're all thinking about our business on vacation on the weekends at at Bobby's baseball game. We're all thinking about our business then. But do we have to be on our phone responding to clients and and doing the things that need to be done or can we be present in our outside of our business life and have a very strong 
long present period of time while we're in our business time. I think that's super helpful. Um, you know, it's kind of that thing that, you know, when you're going on vacation, you really buckle down and you try and get, you know, all the stuff done you needed to get done that you think might happen during the week that you're gone. And you get a lot of stuff done normally, you know, and um, if we can just do that, I think in our day-to-day activities and just get the stuff done that needs to be done rather than getting lost in DMs or, you Mm -hmm. know, the water cooler talk or, you know, um, chasing unicorns over here or over there. And if we could just get done what needs to be done first, then I think we'll, we'll have that time and not feel guilty for closing our laptop at five o'clock when every other employee out in the world closes their laptop, where we're business owners, we think that we have to keep it open all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And it's really mm. a mindset shift, right? It's like, okay, I can be available exactly. at certain times. And, you know, that doesn't have to look like nine to five if that's not what works for you, right? But you have to sort of reflect and say, what does work for me and my family at this season in my life? And let me set it up that way. And then the other piece of it is blocking off time. And I know we've all heard this before, but it really does make a difference in terms of our flow and being able to do that high level work in a high capacity. And so we want to be able to block off that time, certain time for marketing, certain time for sales, so that we know that's our zone, we're in it, and we can really concentrate and and hammer stuff out during that time. I like it. So one thing that you said, concentrate. And hammer it out, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's so much going on in everything and, you know, chasing squirrels and unicorns and all those things that we want to do and think we have to do. And we're looking at our long laundry list and um, so on. You can really, if you focus and, and stop the distractions, you can really get a lot done. And I think that's the piece that a lot of us don't with the with the messages that are coming in on the phone and the things that are popping up on the screen and and all that. I mean, even Apple, you know, for the past year or two has now had this focus piece. Right. So it tells people that, you know, you're working right now or you're on a call right now or you're in a meeting, you know, not to bother. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's valuable. And I think we need to put that into our business that focus time where I'm going to work on one task until I can complete that task and not get pulled away to something else where I have to come back and go, you know, I don't know who said it, but something like it takes literally 10 minutes or or whatever that number was that when you leave a task and go do something else, and then it's going to take you 10 more minutes to come back and get ramped back up into that task. Yes. Um, before you can even complete it. So you're losing time there as well. Yes, for sure. And you know, I I mean, I was in healthcare long before I got into the online world. And the truth is, there's not very many emails or DMs that are life threatening. They're not? No. (laughs) Kind of sworn. (laughs) Susie's birthday party was life threatening. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so that can wait, right? That can wait for that hour or two while you focus and get and get that task done. I mean, how many times, I know we've all been caught in this before, when in the middle of an email, bing, a notification comes up. Our mind goes to that notification. We couldn't see everything, so we click it so that we can read the whole message. We read the whole message, we respond. We go back to the email we're writing, and then we're like, oh yeah, what was I saying again? That's such a waste of time like you were just talking about, right? Exactly. And so turn those notifications off, put your phone away, turn your email 
inbox off and just focus for that hour or two, you'll be so much more productive at the end of it and feel so much better because you actually crank something out and concentrate it and got it done. I love that. That's and really, the last that's, habit. That, that's, hang on a second. That's really empowering, right? When you can check something off that list and say, done. Okay. Now I've accomplished something, right? So now you sit up a little bit, you stand straighter, you're feeling confident. It's mm-hmm. off your list, right? Instead of having 10 things that are partially done, you now have you know, nine things because one is done. Now you can work on the next one. And I think people forget about how how motivating and um, and it plays with your mind somehow that you accomplished something and got mm-hmm. it done and 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 allows you to move on to the next thing. And rather than partially doing it going, I'll get back to that, right? Yes, yes, 100%. And it's so much easier now too, if you find, okay, I need some accountability reach out to a friend or a business friend, right? You can even have a set time every week, Thursday afternoon. That's our co-working time. When we sit down, we're both silent on Zoom, but we are accountable to each other that we're coming together and doing X, whatever that is, right? If you need that, reach out and get it. But it's so much easier nowadays to do that than, you know, trying to find someone in the office that you can (laughs) convince to to work with you, right? Um, And so, yeah, Use the tools that you have available to you to be able to really just focus in on that. I love it. Love it. All right. Cool. You've given us some really juicy tips here so far. Okay. So you mentioned that there's one more. Yeah. One more habit. And this comes off of the Eisenhower matrix. And so it's what I call the strategic to-do list. Ah. So again, you've got a big, long task list of all the things that have to be done in your business, but they're not equal. And which one should you tackle first? Well, I strongly think you should not just start at the top of the list and work your way down, or you should not go, Ooh, I really like that one. That's the one I'm going to do. That's easy and not yes, threatening. It's right? like, Oh, I could do that one's fun, right? That one's fun. Yes. Um, and so I encourage you to use this matrix, which is really four quadrants. And there's two criteria criteria in each of the quadrants. So it's important and urgent. And so if something is important, that means it is revenue generating. You can tie doing that task to increasing your revenue and then mm. obviously increasing your profit. Um, and then the urgent means that it has a deadline. So within two or three days or a week, this needs to be done or there's going to be a negative consequence. Mm-hmm. So as an example, you know, paying taxes not this time of the year, but when we get closer to it, it becomes a little more urgent and we need to make sure we get that in on time, right? And so then you have four boxes, important and urgent, important and not urgent, not urgent and important, and urgent and important. And then what you're gonna do is take each of those tasks and decide which box it's going to go in. Mm. At the end of the day, as CEO, you want to be spending your time on the tasks that are in important and urgent. Mm. They're revenue generating and there's a time on them. So those will be things like your networking, your partnerships, doing webinars, sales calls, those types of things. And so when you take that long list and you strategically place it into the four blocks, it becomes so much easier to decide what I'm going to work on next, because now you're working on things in that important and urgent box, things that are actually driving revenue in your business. Love it. 
Makes it so visual, so Mm -hmm. easy to see and so easy to build out that you know exactly where you need to be working rather than going, hmm, what am I going to do today? Right. You know, we all think that we've, we've got that space dialed down. It's like, oh, my calendar just tells me what to do. But then if you're not putting a hierarchy on the tasks that you're putting in the calendar, then you're you're just running around doing things that you think are important rather than taking the time in that one hour a week like we started with mm-hmm. and saying, what is really important that's urgent that needs to be done that only I can do versus all the other stuff that are maybe easier, less threatening, a little bit more fun to do. Um, you know, oh, I can just knock this one out and get it off my list and get that dopamine of the win. Mm-hmm. Or I can go and focus on what really needs to drive the business growth going forward. Mm-hmm. Whew, this is powerful. All right. Wow. Do me a favor. Since you gave us so many And I know listeners are probably going, wait a minute, I'm in the car. I couldn't take notes. Can you give us a brief recap of your, did you have five or six? Yes, for sure. So the recap is number one, set up a CEO power hour. So your CEO CEO date with yourself to review and reflect in your business. Number two, use growth versus maintenance tasks. So ensure you have time each week to focus on those growth activities. Number three, your scheduling ninja or your calendar and making sure it's working for you. So set up a model calendar on how you would like your days to go and then Mm. block off times for the important things in in your life and your business. And then number four, the strategic to-do list. So using that matrix and picking out the tasks that are in important and urgent, those growth level tasks that really move your business forward. And then the last one is really a review. So take a review at the end of the month, take a review at the end of each quarter to say, where am I, you know, were my expectations realistic in terms of my time and what I was doing? Was I focusing on those growth level tasks and looking forward? Oh, next quarter, you know, my lifestyle is going to be a little bit different because the kids are back in school or we're taking three weeks vacation in the middle of the quarter or whatever that is and adjust and tweak Mm. so that you can prepare yourself for success. I like that. Looking backwards as well as forward, right? Mm -hmm. And you can even, I don't know if I would encourage that to be done in that power hour, um, but maybe like you said, once a month or once a quarter to really add an extra hour of, you know, uh, review and plan so that that way you have that time and you're not, you're not chopping into the other time of what really needs to be done on it. But yeah. that's really valuable because then you can uh, you can see what you did, pat yourself on the back or make the changes that, oh man, I really expected this piece to be done by now. I couldn't do it. So now maybe I'm realizing I need help, mm-hmm. right? Someone needs to help me do this piece or I need more funds or I need to allocate differently or I need to put more time into this. And you can't do that unless you look at the data, as you said in the beginning Yes, and go, ah, I need to change that. Right. And most of us, let's be real. We start thinking about next year at the end of the year before, and we start reviewing at the end of the year. Right. And so yeah, it's too late then. Um, If you do it more frequently, you can catch things before they grow. You know, think about a kid with a snowball. It starts off really small, but as it grows, 
it gets bigger and bigger. And so if you can catch that snowball at the beginning, tweak and change, it makes a huge difference. Oh, I love it. I love it. Donna, this has been so valuable. You've given CEOs some real tools that they can put into their business for time management to be able to to maximize the 24 hours that we have. And so many others just say, oh, you know, just do this. You've given us six pieces that will really easily make impacts in in the in the growth of the company and in your time and balancing the life that mm-hmm. we all desired when we got into this business, right? We didn't we didn't want to work for the worst worst employer at the worst job for minimum wage or less, which is kind of what a lot of us, you know, in the earlier stage of business get stuck in. So yeah. this can help that move forward a lot easier and and maximize the the output of the company by maximizing the CEO's time. Love mm-hmm. it, love it, love it. So Donna, where can listeners find out more about you? Yeah. So I have a CEO power hour, which is a PDF um, that you can download. It's at ceoamplify.ca. And that will walk you through what we talked about today in terms of what do I do on that CEO date? It's got details in there about how to do your score and how to walk through a power hour each week. So you can go grab that and use it. You'll use it for the first few weeks and then you'll find your rhythm and your groove and you'll just be able to continue um, on from there. But it certainly helps to get started and know what things should I be covering and what things should I look at. Back to the important focus. That's that's great. Um, okay, cool. And and I thank you for that gift because we all need that. And I think that's just the piece that will get the CEOs um, moving in the direction we want them to to maximize their time limit on there. So that's that's fantastic. And then, are you on LinkedIn as well? Yes, I am on LinkedIn. Donna Dubay is my uh, my name there. So yeah, come and join. Yay. Cool, cool. All right, listeners, uh, thanks for listening today. I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help your business be more profitable. And as Donna mentioned, you know, there's only 24 hours in the day. So how do you maximize them so you can have that work life balance? You can make your business profitable. You can really get the things done that need to get done to move the needle. And um, Donna's six strategies are just incredible uh, as tools to help you do that. All right. As I mentioned earlier, how would you like to boost your profit um, in just 30 days? Don't think it's possible. It is. I swear it is. And it's so so much importance in it that I'm even going to guarantee it. So while you're at it, go check out my new training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. Remember, this is a quick and easy profit boosting strategy that can be done without spending more time uh, on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. And you can get go get more information at www.30dayprofitbooster.com. Donna and I would love to hear your nuggets and your wins out of this. Give us uh, give us some questions. Tell us what you're going to do first. Mm-hmm. And then by all means, go download that, that report she's got. And while you're at it, please subscribe and comment on today's podcast. And you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Donna. Thank you.